Back to throw, he has plenty of time to the end zone. Intercepted by Alec Ogletree, a one-handed pick in the end zone. He's gonna keep it, rolls left, throws left, and he completes it for a touchdown to Caden Smith. Low snap, good job by Dixon to get it down, and the kick is no good, wide right. Snap is good, kick on its way, got the distance, and he missed it left, no good. Jones back to throw. He's looking to run, now he's just going to heave one into the end zone, and it is caught for the touchdown! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 13. It is week 13 of the NFL season. Thanksgiving, tomorrow. But let us look back at what was that stinker of a football game the Giants played against the Bears. Aldrich Rojas, I mean, I don't know how that man still has a job. The man should be homeless begging for money on the streets. <laughs> that um, I don't know. Like, you have one job. You have one job as an NFL kicker, and you cost it the game. You cost the Giants the game. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. Ah, I. What do you think of the game, Sean? I agree with you. Uh, way too many missed opportunities. Uh, Giants had four possessions start in opponent's territory, and they're only only able to come away with uh, one score and seven points. That's uh, inexcusable. Can't happen. You got to take uh, advantage of the good good field position. And then, uh, like you mentioned, two of those three failed drives ended on uh, Aldrich Rosas missed field goal. Uh, it was good to see that the Giants actually brought in some competition this week for the kicker. They brought in uh, Blair Walsh and uh, Tavecchio, another former kicker in the league, to you know try and try and sort this thing out, get the kicking problem fixed. You know, maybe give some motivation to Rosas going forward. And um, yeah, so that obviously wasn't great. And even with uh, winning the turnover battle, just for the second time this year, wasn't enough to uh, overcome that. The bad bad. Uh, Offense, not being able to punch it in with a good field position. Uh, for Daniel Jones, not his best game, but another another good game with some good flashes in there. Um, he had that stepping up in the pocket uh, throw to, on fourth and long to Golden Tate. When uh, the rush was coming, he stepped up, made a nice throw. And then the the big 26-yard scramble when uh, he was getting pressured. So he, he he's showing good signs that, you know, obviously he's going to be our franchise QB going forward. And his interceptions have been down lately. After or over the four, past four games, his touchdown to interception ratio is 11 to one. So that's that's a good sign. And he has a realistic chance of breaking the rookie uh, pass touchdown record right now. Yeah, it's uh, 27 by Baker last year. He's at 17. So he's got to got to have 10 in the past or the next five games to tie it, and then 11 to uh, uh, break that record. I think that's realistic. I think he could do it, and I think that he will. Uh, going on to Saquon, Pat Shermer and his play calling. I'm, I'm over it. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. terrible. You, you have to find a way, more creative ways to get your best playmaker into space. You gotta, you gotta use them on the edges more. There's way too many just predictable runs up the middle on first and 10. We do it every time and it goes nowhere every single time. It's, I'm sick of it. Um, it's really bad. We got to get him in spaces. We got to put him in the slot. We got to put him outside. We got to get him lined up on 
linebackers and safeties. So it's it's just really frustrating seeing the best, most talented running back in the league and seeing no production from him this year. And then, uh, so yeah, that's tough to see. One more thing just on uh, Marcus Golden. Pay this man. Pay this yes. man this offseason. He's been balling. Um, he had a sack and three and a half tackles for loss, which is a monster game. And he had that that one big tackle for loss on the third and one late in the game, the big run stop, which gave the ball back to the offense. So he's a monster. Uh, he's got a good chance to be the first double-digit uh, sack player since JPP in 2014. So it's been five years since we had a double-digit sack guy. He's got a good wow. chance of doing that. He's at seven and a half with five games to go. So he's got a realistic shot. And uh, another thing I wrote down, how about maybe uh, Marcus Golden and Chase Young next year? That's that would be wishful thinking, I know, but that would imagine pairing those two could together. Could use that. Yeah. Yes. It would be, be fun to watch for sure. All right. Uh, Daniel Jones has now fumbled once in five straight games. Yeah. And Aldrich Rojas has missed a kick in five straight games. And I think if you look at some of these things that are happening, it's the coaching. Yeah. It, it, it falls on the coaching. Pat Sherber is now 7-20. As the Giants head coach, we've seen past coaches get fired for better records than that uh, over a two-year span. It, as well as Daniel Jones is playing, I don't see that. I don't see the development in line with what Pat Shermer sold out to be to us. That, that he's this quarterback guru, uh, and and that. Because I, I still don't feel like he's, you know, you just sort of touched on it. We're, we're, we're not utilizing Saquon properly. I still don't think he's putting Daniel Jones in the best situations. No. The defense is a mess. It, a special teams has become a problem. It, it, as much as Rojas is missing kicks, uh, Diossi's got snapping problems. Th this team, and I've been saying this all year, especially over the last seven games, where it's been nothing but losses. Somebody on Twitter earlier today was was like, you know, the, the Giants almost beat the Cowboy. They could have beat the... Yeah, but that's not how it works. This idea that Pat Shermer has... And I heard Saquon talk about it today. We're, we're not that far away. You are. You're, you're far enough away that... I, again, I've talked about this week in and week out. I, I knew the Giants were going to lose to the Bears. You know, again, it was a close game. But did you was there was there a moment this week where you thought, "Oh, I think the Giants got this one"? When Mitch Trubisky well, stepped on the field, <laughs> I think in the, I think in the first half. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. But how quickly? Again, we every week we talk about winnable games, and every week the Giants find themselves in winnable situations. And every week they figure out a way to blow it. Every week. It's frustrating. Yeah. I asked a question on Twitter, and your answer was brilliant, but let's just say for a minute, let's pretend that Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman decided, let's tank. What would Shermer be doing differently than what he's doing right now if the plan was to lose as many games as possible? You said suit up himself, yes. Jace. That was brilliant. But short of that, tell me this guy's not coaching like he's not trying to win games. Because, and, and again, I'm not saying he is, but what would he be doing differently 
if that wasn't the plan? I, I think stumped. Yeah, I I I I think I don't think he's not trying to coach to win games. I just don't think he's coaching. Do you think he doesn't uh, know how? I I don't think he knows how to coach. There's no yeah. adjustments being made any game throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you look at the greats of all of sports in coaching. Uh, you look at Popovich. You look at Belichick. It's the fundamentals in doing your job. He isn't. It's pretty evident after the way the games have been going. He's not preaching fundamentals. He's not preaching getting the job done because they the Giants just aren't doing that. I mean, they are very close, and that that's great. That that just shows you got the talent, you got the athletic ability on the field. It's just the the leader, the person guiding them in the direction that is supposed to lead them to success is leading them to failure, which, I mean, Sherman's just got to go. I know everyone's all like, Gettleman, this, clean house. Gettleman has brought these guys in. They're, they're, they are keeping it close. They are doing well. These athletes, these, like I said, they're athletes out on the field. It's the coaching. It's the direction they're going. There's no need to clean house. I think I think it's a mix too, though, because I mean, we re, if you look at it, you can't look at this defense and be honest and say they're they're a talented group because, I mean, it I do agree with you on the mismanaging and um, him not having the best like in-game adjustments because in it and is uh, just questionable uh, how he uses his timeouts and the clock and stuff like that. I think the in-game stuff I agree with because his offense I don't I don't really have a problem with he he can he he, he schemes a good offense except for. I mean, the running game, the passing game I like from him. So I think the in-game stuff is definitely questionable. But at the same time, it's the execution, I think, has to be a part of the argument too because there's a lot of been a lot of sloppy play this year, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of missed tackles. If you even look at, I mean, Corey Ballantyne this week just getting picked on in the third quarter, what coach is going to stop that? I, don't, I mean, I don't think that even the greatest coaches out there are, can't help a rookie in a second game ever just being picked on the whole time. Because they have three rookie cornerbacks out there and no one else to put on the field, so I, I mean, I agree. I, I am. I think that this is a huge five games for Shermer going forward. If he wants any chance of coming back this next year, he needs to win a couple of these games. But um, I think it's also the the talent on this defense is just one of the least talented defenses in the whole entire league, and it's not even close. Um, I would point out something. DeAndre Baker is 22 years old. Corey Ballantyne, just mentioned, 23. Julian Love is 21. Sam Beals is 23. And Jabril Peppers, the, the veteran of that group, <laughs> yeah. is 24. Th- this is an extremely young, somewhat immature group. Mm-hmm. They're learning NFL. They're learning how to be men. These are boys still at this point. You know, again, 23 and under. With the exception yeah. of Jabril Peppers, uh, who's got a little bit of experience, and he's learning a new system. The, the Giants' linebacking core is hugely problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't make enough plays. They just don't no. make enough plays. And the defensive front just doesn't make enough stops on the run, at least not when it counts. And they don't apply enough pressure. And again, I think it exposes these young guys all game long. You know, we, we, we've talked about this before. One of the things I said the Giants need to do, run more drives. 
five, six-minute drives. Still not seeing that. No. Still not seeing that. But whenever you do see a drive of any length by the Giants' offense, the defense generally responds with a three and out. Yeah. You keep those guys fresh and off the field, it's a recipe for success. When they're on the field, they're going to get exposed. And the longer they're out there, the worse things you're going to get. But do I, do I see... Do I see, you know, where where this could go? Do I think that there's some talented players? I do. But to have expected this group to be competitive with without having a linebacking crew and without having much of a pass rush is impossible. It, it, it really is impossible. And again, you know, uh, James Betcher has he's not having a great season. No. And and he's not living up to his billing. Now, DeAndre Baker had one of his, he had an 83.5 overall grade, was targeted twice, didn't allow a, a reception last game, played 75% of the snaps. It, 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 you know, we've seen DeAndre Baker, you know, again, we, we just a couple weeks ago, he was, I don't really understand what I'm doing out here. <laughs> I'm mostly around. just running around <laughs> trying to cover somebody. It seems like he's starting to maybe understand things a little bit better. I do think there's some talent on this defense. I think it needs to be supplemented with better talent. I think a, a, a linebacker, a middle linebacker is a must for the Giants. Yep. There's got to yeah. be somebody out there that they could sign with some veteran experience who they could plug in there. And then, obviously, Chase Young's got to be. That's got to happen because this team is so in need of a defensive playmaker. You've got some offensive playmakers. Mm-hmm. You have some good defensive players. You don't have any defensive playmakers, and that's where yeah. this team has gone that's, wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean when I when I say the talent. I don't mean that they're they literally have no talent. I'm just the players that offenses actually have to scheme around and game plan around. We, I mean, we don't have that. And you mentioned the pass rush. Marcus Golden's had a good season, but you look at other than that, there's no consistent pass rusher on this team. So, and that just, like you said, exposes all the young guys in the secondary. It's not good for them. And it's just a recipe for disaster for that defense, especially with no linebacker play either. It's tough to watch every week. I mean, the best, the glimmer of hope from the linebacking core all season was Conley. Yeah, and he got injured mm-hmm. against the Bucs. Uh, David Mayo, by the way, great game. He did have a good oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the highest graded defensive player. I don't know if everybody was aware of that. Yeah, yeah he, he made like the pro football focus team of the week gotta I love saw. that yeah i mean he's looked he's looked decent especially for a player who's been a a journeyman special teamer his his whole career yeah. i mean coming in and being thrown into this role he's definitely impressed it's just i don't i don't know going forward if he's the answer but I, he has impressed um in the past couple of weeks for sure yeah and uh al gogletree i feel like every couple of games he gets a pick maybe a sack and then does nothing for a extended period of time, mm. and then you see a highlight where he gets a pick, and you're like, "Oh, I guess I guess he's okay, but he's not." Because if you watch every other play, he's, he's not doing that well. Mm. I know a lot of people are starting to speak now about uh, if Chase Young is not getting in the draft, the Giants go after Andrew Thomas, uh, the offensive tackle from Georgia. But I mean, looking at this past game. Granted, there were this whole season there has been some struggles on the offensive line, and we've spoken a lot about how this offensive line is like a ticking time bomb. They're a win now, and uh, all of a sudden they're just going to disperse 
into just a terrible offensive line. The past week against the Jets, that's what we thought we saw. But uh, they did better this week. Uh, only Daniel Jones was only sacked once. I mean, especially looking at the Chicago Bears uh, pass rush and defense, that that's pretty impressive. But uh, I, I, I think defense is definitely more necessity. Even though, I mean, I think this speaks more about the Bears offense than it does the Giants defense. The Giants... Uh, out had more sacks than the Bears. They have more tackles for loss than the Bears. They have more pass deflection than the Bears. And the Bears are supposed to be a very good defense. But uh, like I said, that that could you could also say that's because of how bad the Bears' offense is. And uh, I mean, it's tough, especially the injuries continue to continue to stack up for the Giants as well. Yep. I mean, Jabril Peppers playing very good. He suffered a transverse transverse process fracture on his hip during the game, so he is right now listed as questionable. And then uh offensively, Benny Fowler got waived. Uh Rhett Ellison and Evan Ingram are still questionable, and Golden Tate is in concussion protocol when uh you're struggling so much on defense and uh you have all these stars supposedly you have all these guys on offense that is the glimmer of hope for your team just the health the health is killing it yeah of course right when shep comes back we do we get an injury from golden tate because that's just giants fans luck yeah. with the, the injury especially this season it's just tough hopefully we'll get to see evan ingram this week haven't seen him in a couple weeks hopefully that for um gets better but then yeah uh, losing Jabril for a couple weeks is going to hurt the secondary even more um we'll see if the the tight ends play Red Ellison as long as uh as well as Evan Ingram and then see uh how long Tate is out with that concussion a, a tough season and and obviously I mean it, it's it's every week it just gets worse you know uh, yeah. and I think Pepper's being out that's obviously going to hurt what's already a pretty rough situation in the secondary it would be great if Daniel Jones had a game where he had all his weapons, everybody, but it's been that kind of season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, not having Jabril Peppers is going to suck this upcoming Sunday as the Giants host the Packers. And, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to do what Aaron Rodgers does. I do think at the beginning of this season, there was a lot of praise about this Packers uh, defense. Uh, things were looking very good. However, <laughs> however, it, it's not been that way ever since. It's been Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers show. And, I mean, uh, with a struggling defense, that is not what you want to see coming to town. Maybe Daniel Jones will look good. Maybe Saquon will look good. Maybe we'll, we will see these glimpses that we have been seeing all season against a... Uh, Packers defense that has slipped over the past couple weeks. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and this this defense is not prepared to take on what Aaron Rodgers is going to bring. Especially with the injuries we just mentioned. Uh, going against the Packers offense isn't going to be fun. Uh, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. They got a good running game with uh, Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams. And then Devontae Adams, the all the uh, number one receivers we've been facing this year have just eaten up the – 
secondary like it's nothing. So I expect him to have a big game, try and contain him. Hopefully, Janoris is uh, on him all game. Uh, Green Bay is 26th in run defense this year. They allow 125 rushing yards a game. So I think that Saquon, after a rough couple weeks, this is going to be his big bounce back game, hopefully. And uh, see him have a successful game will be good, especially um, after carrying the ball 13 times for one yard against the Jets. He's he's definitely looking for a big game. And then uh, the Packers pass rushers, uh, you mentioned their defense uh, started out good and has fell off a little bit in the past couple of weeks, but these two haven't. Um, they've been solid all season. Uh, Zadarius and Preston Smith, the two big free agency signings. So another big task for Remmers and Solder. Um, they actually tackles and the whole offensive line as a whole didn't do too bad against the Bears, like you mentioned. Really the only – the fumble play, obviously, that gave them the ball at the three-yard line it was the, the huge one. But other than that, they looked they looked all right. So hopefully continue that against uh, some good pass rushers in the Packers. But – I think this will just just be a good game for the young guys. We mentioned Jabril Peppers is out, so give Julian Love more time yeah. after getting a pick last week. Um, let that young secondary kind of gel, see see what they look like uh, going towards the future, and then yeah, just good game for the young guys. I think I don't I just take away some some good uh, experience against a good team that's in the the running for NFC playoffs. So I think yeah, it'll be be an interesting one. Look, the Giants have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. I think that's going to be huge. Uh, you know, th- this is an unwinnable game for the Giants. I-, I don't, I don't see a scenario where the Giants are going to are going to win this week. They couldn't beat the Jets. They couldn't beat the Redskins. I mean, there's been a lot of teams that they couldn't beat the Bears. Yeah. So the idea that the Giants literally have any chance this week, it would be nice to see Saquon open it up a little bit, get some yardage, make the hundred, you know, it, it break the hundred yard barrier. It'd be great. It's been yeah. it's been a while since we've seen that. Be great to see Jones break his uh, fumble streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, Green Bay's gonna beat you. Don't beat yourself. To me, that's what the Giants should spend these next few weeks doing. Let the other team beat you. Stop handing stop handing wins to other teams. If they're good enough to beat you, take your beating. You deserve it. But they, they've got to stop hand-delivering these games to their opponents. That's getting frustrating. I'm not looking forward to this game at all. No. You know, this, this, one, this one could get ugly quick. And I yeah. would expect this one by halftime to be, you know, you may be flipping on red zone for the second half. You may you may just go that route. Because yeah, I mean, this this might be the worst game of the year for the Giants. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. You want to pick them. I know you do. No, I mean, <laughs> speaking of picks, I mean, last week, both Joe and Sean, ten and four. Great week, Sean. Was eight and six. Same to you. Thank Sean you. caught up to me. We are both uh, one oh seven, sixty eight, and one. It's almost shocking Sean <laughs> caught anybody because he got off to such a horrible start, and you got off to such a great start, Jace. And yeah. it's like it's like you guys have flipped uh, since since early on. Yeah. Not yeah. me though. I'm not I'm not stopping no. with Jace though. <laughs> I'm coming. Are you coming for me? Yeah, I'm coming. I mean, Joe's got a four four game lead and we'll see no more bye weeks, more games, right? I love it. I All love right. it. It'll it'll get me an extra an extra uh win every week. Oh, That's what okay. I need. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Starting off, let, let's pick the game. 
Uh, Packers at Giants. Uh, I guess home field advantage is going to be my. Uh... <laughs> That's the angle you're going to play, huh? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, home field. Uh, I'm going to pick the Giants like I always do. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna go Packers on this one. I think this is pretty easy. Um, I just don't think this defense has enough to stop this offense. Um, I don't. I don't think it will be like a, a blowout by halftime. I feel like even in the, the games where we've played really good teams, like the the Pats or the Vikings, we were kind of able to keep it around till the fourth quarter. So I think we'll we'll keep it like a touchdown, maybe ten point game till the fourth quarter, and then they just blow us out of the water in the the fourth. But yeah, I'm gonna go Green Bay. Unfortunately, uh, I think I pretty yeah. much explained yeah. this already. Blowout by halftime, garbage time in the second half. Who knows? But no, Green Bay by a mile. All right, uh, let's move on to Turkey Day tomorrow. Uh, this starting off, this one's gonna be a snoozer. This one, the trip to fans gonna. Yep. The trip. This game is gonna put you to sleep over the trip to fan. Why Bears does it always have Lions. to be this stupid game? Why does it always? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like every year I have to watch this awful game between these awful teams, and even when the Lions sucked completely, we still got this game pretty much every year. Why? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Question. I, I, Lions. Is is this because the people of Detroit and Chicago? Have nothing like that. This is it. They get I the mean, Thanksgiving Day game. When this, this schedule is, this was is made, their Super Bowl. The yeah. Bears were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, I, I love that you said that this is their Super Bowl because it is their Super Bowl. Yeah. The Lions, <laughs> they are the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day team, besides the Cowboys. Um, going to Detroit, uh, Bears. They the. They got a, a win against the Giants, an ugly win. Uh, I, I think the Lions get it done at home here. Uh, I, I got to go uh, Bears with this one. I The offense ha, has been struggling. I know that. But uh, maybe a good performance by Mitch Trubisky could light a uh, fire under his butt a little bit, get him going. And the uh, Lions are down to uh, – Jeff, Drisch, Jeff Driscoll is uh, questionable right now. Yeah. Uh, David Blow is uh, – going to be the starter for, or for you the most still argue he's better than Trubisky though <laughs> yeah but I don't, I don't being an undrafted rookie not seeing NFL action all year and being thrown into this against a Bears defense I just don't see it ending up well for the Lions uh I'm gonna go it's gonna be a real ugly game you said it it's gonna yeah. be a stinker definitely a stinker of the day but uh I gotta go Bears in a low scoring game I will also take the Bears all right okay and then the most interesting game of Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Bills go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Now, uh, I've been I've pre been preaching this all year about the Cowboys. Cowboys play terrible against good teams. Look phenomenal against bad teams. This is going to be the litmus test for the Bills. Are the Bills actually good? Are the Bills not? I mean, last week the Cowboys brought it to the Patriots, so maybe that might be something, even though they lost. But uh, I think the Bills are good. That defense is good. Josh Allen is uh, starting to get things going. The run game, Frank Gore just passed Barry Sanders on the all-time rushing uh, leaderboard. And uh, Devin Singletary is a beast, too. Compiler. All right. <laughs> just saying. 
If you can pick against the Cowboys, I'm going to pick against the Cowboys. So I'm taking the Bills here. I got to go Bills in this one too. Um, like you said, Cowboys just – they don't show up for the big game, and I, I don't think that changes this week. They're terrible against teams with a record above 500 this year. And um, I don't – the Bills' defense on the road hasn't been great, but I think that they can turn it around here, go to 9-3, and three, set them up with a really good position uh, for that five seed, and then – Go from there, but yeah, I don't. I don't like the Cowboys in prime time. I don't like them in big games where uh, it's a lot of implications. So I'm gonna have to go Bills in this one, even though the Cowboys are favored by six and a half, which I I thought was a whole lot for this one. But uh, yeah, I gotta That's go Buffalo. Respectful to the Bills. Yeah. Um, I know Buffalo's defense is supposed to be pretty good. They're giving up very similar numbers to the Dallas defense. Dallas scores more points and puts up more yardage. At eight and three, I still think Buffalo is the worst eight and three team in NFL history. Okay. Um, and I think coming off the adversity of of their owner, basically calling the team out on Turkey Day in Dallas, with the idea if the if the Cowboys lose, they drop to six and six. I just don't see it. This this is this is a tough. A tough road game for Buffalo. I think Dak and the boys prevail. All right. Okay. Then rounding off Turkey Day, the Saints go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, looking to redeem themselves after a atrocious performance a couple weeks ago as the Falcons uh, routed them. And I think they get their revenge. Saints come in. They're mad about it. And they obliterate the Falcons. I th- yeah, I think that that game is going to be proved to be more of a fluke than uh, the Saints, you know, really not being a contender in the NFC. I think that they bounce back this week. Their their defense has struggled over the past couple weeks, but um, I, I like the matchup here going against the Falcons. Um, even though they have some playmakers, didn't do great last week, and uh, I expect the Saints' offense to uh, score all over this bad Falcons defense. I think it's they're going to hang up a lot of points, and I think that they're going to win big in this one. They're averaging 34 points a game since that beatdown, and I'm with you guys. I think that the, I think that was more of an aberration than anything else, Yeah. and I think uh, they'll score at least 34 points this week in the victory. All right. Then uh, starting off the Sunday oh. games, uh, Pretty big stinker here. Jets at Bengals. Um, I think this one will be a close game. I mean, the Bengals brought it to the Steelers last week. Were unsuccessful. Uh, the Jets are still not that good. I know they're red hot right now, but I mean, the Jet. I'm still not sold on the Jets. Um, the Jets will, however, go in and beat the winless Bengals, and the Bengals will continue. Their losing streak. Yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, Jets are kind of hot right now. Their the defense has been looking good, and um, <clears throat> Sam Darnold, who I'm usually not high on, he, he's actually looked good the past couple weeks, and that's going to continue this week against the Bengals in a bad, bad secondary. They're going to throw all over them, and um, after the statement win against the Raiders, who who knows? Maybe if Jets run the table, they get a shot of that six seed because that's. Jeez. There's a chance that a eight and eight, nine and seven team could get in. So it's it's crazy to think about after the rough start. But uh, 
yeah, I think that they'll go in, beat the beat the Bengals big, and uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. The Saints have scored 34 points in each of their last two games. The Jets have done it three weeks in a row. Yeah. Probably will score that many points against an awful Bengals team. I'm going to take the Jets. I think they're riding high right now. And crazy, I, I think the Jets will get within a game of a, a wild card and then blow it because that's the Jets. Yeah. So their so their fans could right. just doesn't it though? Yeah. So their fans could blame it on uh, Sam Darnold missing the mono. Yeah. And that's the only yeah. reason they didn't make it. That's what it'll be. Classic Jets. Yeah. Classic <laughs> Jets. Classic Jets. Then uh, then we got the AFC South. Titans go to Indianapolis take on the Colts. Um, Ryan Tannehill has been has been solid ever since they benched Mariota. But I, I still don't see it in Tannehill. I still don't like Tannehill. And the Colts are a solid football team. Uh, tough loss last week to the Texans. They will bounce back at home, get it done against the Titans. This is a tough one. Uh, both really good defenses that like to run the ball. Both kind of old school teams in the AFC South. And um, it's a, it was a tough matchup to pick, but I, I'm going to lean Titans in this one. I think that what they've been doing ever since that Chiefs win – and uh, sitting Mariota for Tannehill. Tannehill has looked good. Derrick Henry's a monster. And the, the Titans defense is playing at a very high level right now. So I think it, it will be a low-scoring game because uh, what I mentioned, both kind of old-school style teams. But um, i like the Titans to probably win by a field goal late in this one. All right. These teams are very similar right down to their record, uh, right down to their, their points per game. Uh, this is going to be a close matchup. I I'm going to go with the Colts only because it's in Indy. Right. Close game though. Yeah. All right. Then we have the AFC West Raiders go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Raiders uh, did terrible last week. Uh, got pretty badly beat by the Jets. Uh, I think they. We'll bounce back here, at least offensively, score some points on a not-so-good Chiefs defense. But, I mean, Chiefs are going to light it up against a struggling Raiders defense. And the Chiefs will get the win in the end at home. I don't see how you could lose by 30 of the Jets and then next week go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. It's not going to happen. Chiefs are going to win this week, and they're going to win big. They're going to they're gonna have a statement win because – a lot of people are talking about the Ravens and the Pats, kind of forgetting about the Chiefs um, yeah. after Mahomes' injury. So I think that they're they're hearing that noise and they're going to come out and put up a lot of points on the Raiders this week, and uh, they're going to win huge at home. Plain and simple, uh, the Raiders don't score enough points to beat the Chiefs, and the Raiders don't play good enough defense to stop the Chiefs from outscoring them. So especially at Arrowhead, uh, there's, in my opinion, a 0% chance the Raiders can win this week. Right. Zero. Okay. Zero. Right. <laughs> Just Still, in case I wasn't emphatic enough about it. Zero. All right, and then uh, a, a snoozer here. I mean, this was Eagles a tough one for Dolphins. me. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not kidding either. That, I mean, it really. I mean, after call. the Eagles have played the past two weeks, hanging in there with the Patriots, hanging in with, hanging in there with the Seahawks. This was a tough one to pick going against. The Dolphins, who, I mean, yeah. this isn't a revenge game for The Eagles' offense is, so. is terrible, though. They don't have any receivers. They don't have anyone to throw to. And Carson Wentz is questionable right now with a How hand How many injury. Dolphins defensive players can you name? 
Um, probably like exactly. Five, Can I jump in here for a minute? I think I know what you're thinking. Dolphins. I play, think I'm, I'm on the same mindset as you are. And the Dolphins have played tight games. Over the the past Eagles are weeks. just garbage. Yeah. So true. I think no matter who the opponent is, you always have to consider that team's face. Even if it's a garbage team like Miami, they're playing a garbage team like the Eagles. And so you have to, it's at least a head scratcher. Okay. Because the Dolphins yeah. are awful. Like the Dolphins can't score is their problem. They just don't score points. They're having like 15 points a game, not even. Yeah. Um, but the Eagles and their fans are just, I don't know, trash. Yeah, Eagles can't score. I just felt yeah. like saying yeah. that. Uh, I, 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 it wasn't easy, actually. I've got the Eagles winning this one easily. Okay. I just wanted to talk some garbage about uh, the Eagles for a minute. I, I mean, I think it will, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think it will be a, I think it will actually be a tight game, though. Just because the Dolphins have played teams tough. The NFL is weird. We have a game every week where we're like, we didn't see that coming. So I think this yeah. is this is the big one this week that I that I looked at said I could see the Dolphins winning. I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna go Eagles, and I don't want to. But it's been a weird season. Very. Weird. And you're right about there's always that unexpected thing, which just makes my 111 64 and one record seem much more impressive. Yes, it does. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted kudos. That's, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> The Redskins at the Panthers. Panthers almost got a big upset as they almost beat the Saints last week. And then the Redskins were able to pick up a win. Uh, Dwayne Haskins wasn't able to take the knee because he was taking a selfie with a fan. What an idiot. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, It's in Carolina. The Redskins still aren't good even though they got a win last week. Uh, Panthers will take it at home. Yeah, that, uh, this was this was pretty easy. Uh, even with the Panthers not being too hot over the past couple weeks, I just I don't like the Redskins. They they had an easy game last week going against a backup quarterback and a Lions defense who has been terrible over the past couple weeks. But uh, I, I like the Panthers at home in this one. I think that they'll win pretty big, probably by uh, three touchdowns. I'll say. No offense to all of us Giants fans, but. The Redskins have the same record as the Giants and a rookie quarterback. And it's easy to laugh at that team and say they're garbage. And they're obviously their quarterback wasn't even on the field for the last snap, which is bad. Joe Theismann called him out. But but it, it, again, to look at the Redskins and just dismiss them as like this awful team. I mean, it's a team like the Giants that's that's got a lot to overcome. And, and and has to make big strides to improve. And it, it won't happen this week, clearly, as the Panthers will route them behind Christian McCaffrey, who is the best player in the NFL. The best player? Best player in the NFL. Definitely. Up there. There's some great quarterbacks in the league. Don't get me wrong. The best player in the NFL is Christian McCaffrey. The best all-around player in the game. Not a better guy in the game. Not Michael Thomas? No. About to break the single season record for receptions, not Michael Thomas at all. In a league where they're throwing at like an eighty percent clip, no. I mean, those passing records are going to get broken. Give me a guy who could still pound the football, can can still break a long run, and is a beast out of the backfield. And he can. Blo- I mean, what can't Christian McCaffrey do? I bet you he could throw if you needed him to. 
Yeah, he did have <laughs> passing touchdowns yeah, yeah. at Stanford. So. Yeah. All right. He's great. He's the, uh, I don't know if it was last or only person in college football history to have a passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and rushing touchdown all in yeah. the same game. So I think uh, there's a guy named Lamar Jackson, though. I think that might have an argument for that. He's great. He's great. He's a monster. But I'll take McCaffrey still right now. I mean, there's also Nick Bosa as well. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's an argument there's to be had. The best all-around player is named Christian McCaffrey. Okay. All right. All right. And, yeah. He's got and, no flaws in his game. You know someone who does have a lot of flaws in their game. Jameis Winston, <laughs> as the Bucks go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Jameis is... I don't know. I mean, like he he's almost he's he's up there in the league as far as passing yards, but he also leads the league in interceptions. This dude, I mean, if he's not throwing the ball to Godwin or Mike Evans, he's he's throwing an interception, which uh, hurts them. I I I think they have a lot of solid talent on that team. But the interceptions are too costly. This, the, he, he's close to getting. He, he might have a chance at getting the most records in a single season record. So I, I don't know. Jags defense is tough. Ever since, even though they did trade away Jalen Ramsey, I think it's tough. They're in Jacksonville. Nick Foles has to start, has to get, I think he is back in the groove of things. He'll start getting it going. And uh, I I just can't, I can't rely on Jameis Winston to have a good game. Like that, plain and simple. Uh, Yeah, this was, this was another, uh, two very tough teams to read just because they've both been so inconsistent. They've had good games and bad games, so. Uh, it was a tough pick. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks in this one. I just think that their offense is too explosive for a struggling Jags D, especially the past couple weeks. And um, one of the Bucks' strong suits is their run defense, and uh, Jags' best playmaker is Leonard Fournette. So I th- they have a chance to shut that down, um, force it all on Nick Foles, after, and it's only his second week back coming from an injury. So uh, I think that it'll be, it will be a tight one, but I'm going to go uh, Bucks on the road in this. I'm with you in the Bucks. I, I think that, uh, again, Foles coming back, knowing the Bucks strong suits, run defense, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think it's it's going to be a, a good a good day for Jameis Winston. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we have the game of the week. The 49ers go to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Both these teams lit it up last week as uh, the Ravens destroyed the Rams in Monday Night Football, and the Niners dismantled Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This one is very, very tough to pick. I mean, we were both talking about Nick Bosa and Lamar Jackson as best NFL players. I think when it comes down to this, I think defense wins, and the Niners' defense is just too good. Uh, I mean, the Ravens get a lot of their yards from... Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson from rushing the football. And uh, I, I don't see how they can run on Nick Bosa and this 49ers defensive line. And when it does come to Lamar Jackson making the pass, he got the vet Richard Sherman there to break it up as well. This this 49ers defense is too good. They'll go on the road and beat the Ravens. I would usually uh, lean with the 
the top defense over the top offense, but uh, I just I just don't think there's any defense out there that has figured out how to stop Lamar Jackson, especially with only having ten blockers instead of nine because the quarterback's not doing anything. It's it's a huge deal. They have hat on hat everywhere, so I just don't see. I don't see the 49ers stopping him. I, I think that they could contain him a little bit, but to fully stop this man and what he's been doing over the past couple of weeks, I mean, the Ravens' offense just – and they have a good O-line too, so that matchup yeah. is going to be very good, the O-line versus the Niners' D-line. It's going to be a brawl up front, but uh, I don't know. I think this Ravens team is, is too hot right now. Um, this offense looks good, and their defenses look great ever since the pickup of Marcus Peters. So it it will be a uh, a really good game. I'm excited to watch it, but um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, MVP front runner Lamar and uh, the Baltimore Ravens. This is the game I'm most looking forward to watching this weekend. I yeah. watched both their games last week, and I thought they both played absolutely outstanding. And I agree with you, Sean. I think I think asking the Niners to stop Lamar Jackson is maybe just a little too much of a tall order. Um, I think if he has a a big game against the Niners. And I don't think statistically, I just mean if he can lead them to a victory, I think that could cement the MVP uh, for Lamar Jackson. So I'm picking the Ravens, and and most especially because it's a home game for the Ravens. I feel like that might be the extra advantage they need. Okay. All right. I mean, Ravens defense has also been very good since adding Marcus Peters. But the thing is, is Marcus Peters doesn't cover the tight end. And Kittle lit up the Packers with a broken ankle. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do that. Earl, Earl Thomas could cover Kittle, though, pretty good. Uh, all right. We, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Should be an interesting game. Then uh, we got the NFC West. Rams at Cardinals. I think this is going to be another interesting game. Mm-hmm. Rams, uh, their Super Bowl hangover has lasted this whole season. Cardinals, I mean, they they have shown glimmers of what their future beholds with Kyler Murray. Uh, should be interesting to see. I I just think the Rams all around are just better. They'll go into Arizona. They'll go into Phoenix, and they will beat the Cardinals. I gotta go uh, Cardinals on this one. I'm going with the upset. Um, but I don't even know how much of an upset it is anymore. Seeing the Rams the past couple weeks, Their offense has been terrible. And the Cardinals' defense has improved over the season, uh, given the Niners two tough games over yeah. the past couple of weeks. So I like where this this team's going. I like their offense as well. Kyler Murray has has really looked good as a rookie, not turning the ball over, um, controlling the clock. And so I, I like the Cardinals. And um, I think that – I don't know. I, I think that the Rams, really, their offense has been shut down the past couple of weeks. A lot of injuries in the O-line. Jared Goff hasn't looked the same since that, that Bears game last season. So I think that the cards will pull it out. I think that they'll pull up a lot of points, and um, I think it'll probably be a shootout, but I'm going to go Cardinals. The Cardinals have played some really good games. They they are a young team, and they don't know how to finish. I think this is going to be another one of those games where the Rams win, and there's that thought that they've turned the corner only for the next week to come and them to disprove it. But I, I do like the Rams in this one. All right. And then uh, we got some struggling teams as the Chargers go to Denver to take on the Broncos. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say about this game. It's, it's a dud. The Broncos defense is the Broncos defense. Uh, I, I've, been a, I've been preaching this whole show multiple times. It's tough play in Denver. 
Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think the Chargers will go back to what they what they thought they'd be uh, this year again. Denver tough place to play. Broncos get it done at home. I thought Bucks Jags was a weird one to pick. Uh, this one was another yeah. another tough one between two pretty bad teams. But uh, I'm gonna go Chargers. I I um my really only reasoning behind this one is that Broncos won the first run. Uh, in Chargers place, so I think the Chargers will come in and Denver and win this one. And they're this time around, uh, Den- Denver's got Brandon Allen at QB instead of Joe Flacco, a, a proven veteran. So I just think that Chargers will squeak squeak it out in a probably low scoring game, but I, I think they'll probably win by a field goal late. I say it all the time; it's tough to win in Denver, but I think even the Chargers can pull it off. Okay, all right. Then uh, AFC North. Browns go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are benching Mason Rudolph for Duck Hodges. For his for his own safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean That's the real reason. <laughs> yeah, and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. the secondary reason. He sucked before that. Yeah, that's so true. that's been the constant. Yeah, let's go duck. Yeah, and uh I mean I think last week playing against a terrible Dolphins team, that lit a fire under the Browns. I think they are going to start to roll here, and it will continue in Pittsburgh. Uh, Baker Mayfield will start getting the ball to Odell and Jarvis Landry more, and that will continue in their success as they get it done on the road against the Steelers. Ever since uh, Kareem Hunt came back, the the two running back look with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt has looked very good. I think they're three and zero since he's been back. So I, I like I like how the Browns are looking right now. Um, I just I don't think that Steelers with their a struggling offense, especially throwing their third string quarterback back in there. I don't see them doing doing much on offense all day. Um, they have a good defense, which uh, might be able to keep a, uh, hang around till like the fourth quarter. But I think that the Browns are probably away in the fourth quarter win by uh, 10 or 14 in this one Beckham and Landry combined for 57.2 fantasy points last week as they sat on my bench I had literally no faith in them against the worst defense in the league (laughs) and uh, that came back to bite me I do think you're right Uh, you know you, you see the, the Browns look like a, a slightly better team I think this is a, a really meaningful game for them and I think they're going to pull off the, the win all right. Yep. Then uh, Sunday night, Patriots at Texans. This should be interesting. Patriots have not looked good the past couple weeks. Clo- winning a close one to the Eagles and the Cowboys, which uh, I don't think highly of either of those teams. I do think very highly of Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and the Texans offense. The Patriots have been sticking behind their defense all year. The defense struggled against Lamar Jackson. I think the defense will struggle again against the Texans' explosive offense, and the Texans will get the win at home. Yeah, uh, getting Isaiah Wynn back for the the Patriots will be huge, their left tackle. But I don't – even with that, they just haven't looked the same. It's – I know that people say this every year, but it actually, I think, is starting to look like Brady is regressing a little bit. Yeah. And uh, just they, they haven't they haven't got their receivers involved. Um, they don't have consistent running games. So 
I, don't, I just really don't trust this Pats uh, offense, especially the past couple of weeks. I don't – failing to score 20 points in a couple of the games. And uh, like you said, uh, Lamar Jackson had success against this Patriots defense, another mobile quarterback with Deshaun. Um, I think there's if there is an offense that could go out and uh, be a big test for this Pats uh, defense, it's definitely the Texans with playmakers like uh, Will Fuller coming back last week, yeah. having a huge game against the Colts, and then D-Hop, Carlos Hyde, uh, Deshaun Watson. They have playmakers all over the field. And uh, – that's why they're going to go out, and I'm going to pick the Texans to win this one at home uh, on Sunday night. I understand what everybody's saying, but the Patriots Patriots find ways to win, and they've been doing that all year to the tune of 10-1. and one. Uh, And I do think this is a big game for the Texans. It would be a big statement win. I don't think they're going to get it. All right. Okay. Then uh, Monday Night Football, Vikings go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Vikings, they'll probably end up in the wild card. I still don't think they're a good team. Seahawks, however, they are a very good team. Russell Wilson, I mean, everyone's talking about Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson's still still sitting there. He's still doing MVP stuff. And uh, Seattle's also a tough place to play. Seahawks get it done at home. Uh, yeah, this was a, another tough one, especially uh, two tough teams, both the teams in the, the wild card race right now at the top of it. So I think that I'm going to go Seahawks in this one just because historically they've they've had good numbers at home. Even though they've lost home twice this year, um, I just don't. I feel like – and then obviously Kirk Cousins in the, the big primetime games usually yeah. doesn't show up, even though he has this year, but it was against not great. Like the Cowboys who – another team that doesn't fare well in big matchup games, and then the Redskins they beat on Thursday night. So I think this is where it changes. Seahawks will win at home and a pretty tight one down the stretch. Russell Wilson's been my guy all year, the fantasy theme. Yeah. That's the only reason I've even been able to, to – I got yeah. off to a, such a great start, and it, it hasn't gone well. But not because not of Russell Wilson, who, uh, you know, I feel like is slightly disrespected. I, I understand, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's playing a really great, but Wilson's been doing it for such a long time. Um, and to sort of get passed over, you know, because yeah. of the, the, the young phenom. The young guy, but, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Seattle will prove too much for the Vikings this week. All right. All right. Uh, that that wraps up for picks. I understand, Joe, you have to get out of here. I'm going to go. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Nobody should take fantasy advice from me. <laughs> I, I literally left 57 points on the bench this week against the Dolphins. It was the, the dumbest thing of all time. And I started Tyler Lockett, who had one catch. All right. I, I, so... That's also, great. my throat, I'm dying. Happy Thanksgiving to yeah, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Stay safe. I'll Take catch care. you guys after another giant loss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you sure will. Yep. All right. Now, my perfect lineup for week 12, the perfect lineup. Lamar Jackson had 35 points. Leonard Fournette had 36. Christian McCaffrey had 33. Chris Godwin had 37. Jarvis Landry had 36. For tight end, Zach Ertz got 27. DJ Moore uh, found himself with uh, 30. And then the Redskins had 20. Their defense had 20. Um, so, Sean, who are you liking this week in fantasy? Uh, matchups I got this week for my quarterback. I'm going to go with Sam Darnold. Uh, he's going against the Bengals in a bad, bad secondary and he has three games in a row with 20-plus uh, points. So I think that continues this week. Um, he continues his hot streak. 
against a bad team. And then running back, I like I mentioned it before when we were talking about the Giants, but uh Saquon going against the Packers, they have a bad run defense and he's been struggling the past couple of weeks. So he's gonna bounce back this week, I think. Wide receiver, I like uh you mentioned him in the perfect lineup, but DJ Moore, he's yeah. been uh, he's been proven to be a number one receiver for those Panthers, and they're going against uh, the Redskins, who have had trouble at secondary all year, benching Josh Norman to uh, special teams. So they've struggled, and I, I think that he's going to put up big numbers. And for tight end, uh, Hunter Henry, ever since he came off injury, he's uh, been balling out, putting, putting up big numbers for the Chargers. So I like his matchup um, against the Broncos this week. All right, some guys who you might find on your waiver wire. Uh, a lot of people dro- have dropped Alshon Jeffrey, uh, which I think is pretty big. He he uh, He's still pretty good, especially Miami this week. Mm-hmm. Should be tough. Um, also, I, I've been talking about him a lot. DK Metcalf for Seattle. Uh, the deep threat. If you are struggling for wide receiver, he, he might find the end zone once a week uh also aj brown for the tennessee titans uh they've been looking good with uh Tannehill. granted they have been running the ball a lot more but aj brown has seemingly been the uh wide receiver to go to there then uh, also benny snell jr uh for the pittsburgh steelers uh with a with uh banged up james connor he's been doing solid as well uh i like him a lot this week and uh also Jonathan Williams well back up for the Colts if you can still find him get him uh Marlon Max out uh he he's a perfect fit uh he he's been running the ball just as well um and then for the defense I I hate to do it uh Packers I'm on, <laughs> I'm starting the Packers defense in two of my leagues it sucks uh I, I don't want to do it but all right, uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Hope everyone out there, if you're listening or watching, you either had a great Thanksgiving or you're going to have a great Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you stay safe uh, and just enjoy all that turkey, all that stuff, and all the mashed potatoes, yeah. and watch yourself some football. Because I mean, here. yeah, food and football. What, yeah, what food, more can you ask for? Food and football. Uh, I mean, there's NFL. There's also some great college football games. Uh, Before we leave, I would like to say, uh, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have the gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start a podcast of your own? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Now, that is going to be it from me and Sean. John with the G-Man of Glove Crest Media Group Podcast. Take care. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And we hope to see you next time.